You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What is up, Mets fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Back at City Field, wrapping up a series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, in which the Mets won two out of three. Give us a little high five there. Nice series. Nice series. Exciting baseball, honestly. I feel like the entire series, a little back and forth, runs being scored. We'll talk about the estimate that James inevitably won because for the one of the few times ever you go over me mm-hmm. on a runs thing, and it works. You're normally a big under guy, but you got the win in this one. We'll talk about everything going on with the Pirates series, all the all the players, all the plays, a little bit of a Mike Vassell talk, I think, as well. You're going to give us a little something, a little tidbit. Briefly, yeah. And uh, you guys know the drill. You've, you've watched this episode. You've watched this podcast many, many times. So make sure you're following us over on our social media, at MetsUp on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Go subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel if you're looking for the video version of this. And if you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever it is, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download and subscribe. We appreciate you guys. How you feeling, James? So good. Mets won a series at two games this series. We were also two games this series. Met a lot of listeners hanging out in the stands. Mets played some good ball. This this was the Demetrius Jerome series. Yeah, DJ Stewart. DJ Stewart, legend. Uh, we also For, won, formerly known as DJ. Demetrius yeah. Jerome well, now. We used two nicknames for him on this show. We were doing Beef Stew for a while, which is pretty fun. Yeah. But I don't know how he would like that one. But also Demetrius Jerome. So you guys hit us up on Twitter. Let us know if you prefer Demetrius Jerome or Big Stew. Demetrius Jerome is strong. I will say his Twitter says Demetrius Stewart. That's like his okay. name, like where it says Mark Luino yeah. or James Shiano. says Demetrius. So. Right, so let's go Demetrius. Yeah, I mean, he's he had a hell of a series against the Pirates. He's been looking great. A lot of good stuff going on here. I, we haven't been able to really just like do a bunch of game series recaps in a while. Throwing it back a little bit here, a little old school. Yeah, now let's start with game one because it did feel a little like the old school Mets. By when I say old school Mets, I mean 2022 Mets. Last season. Yeah, yeah last season Mets, the old school Mets. Uh, we scored the run in each of the first six innings of the game. 1-1-1-2 one, 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 and then 1-1. One, one. So... It just like pepper, 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 kept the ball in play against the Pirates, kept moving guys around the bases, had home runs from Nimmo, Vogelback, and Jonathan Arauz. Just stayed on top of him and won a nice game. Shout out my dad's cousin, Tony from Brooklyn. He came up from North Carolina, drove all the way up, saw the game. It's the first time he's been to City Field, I think, to ever see a game. Well, tell my dad the, hasn't seen him in 20-plus years. Tell the story about how they got connected. Yeah, so the way that they got connected again was, I think the last time we saw them, I was about four or five years old, 27 now, so over 20 years ago when they used to live in Long Island, and then they moved to North Carolina, and the families just kind of got disconnected because of the distance. But I just like having my YouTube stuff, doing the Mets podcast. My cousin that I didn't, I wasn't familiar with at the time, Josh, uh, Josh as well, sent me a video of him reacting, I think, to Pete Alonso winning the Home Run Derby back in 2019. And when Pete Alonso won the Home Run Derby, sent me the video, and I show my dad, I'm like, look at this guy's reaction to Pete Alonso winning the Home Run Derby. It's hilarious. My dad goes, that's your cousin. He's like, that's, that's, that's your cousin. I know that last name. So we became, we got reconnected again. Like the family started talking to each other a little bit more. And then he just made a trip up to New York to come watch the game. And he picked, he picked a great game. One of the best offensive games of the year. Did pick a great game to go. And I want to talk about the Nimmo home run a little bit. Should talk about home run derby, think about home runs. Nimmo was on a real power streak in the beginning of the season. It kind of felt like he was turning the, like turning that leaf, turning the page, becoming the player he'd been waiting for. But it was a bit of a couple slow months for Brandon Nimmo power wise. He had yeah. 13 home runs for the all-star break. Monday's home run was only his third since. He actually did another one on Tuesday as well. So four after the break, first 13 before. Also in that game on Monday, Nimmo had three hard-hit balls. That's a really good game. Yeah. You hit three balls hard, usually a lot of good things are going to happen, and you might get one out like Brandon Nimmo did. That was only the second time Brandon Nimmo had done that, three hard-hit balls in one game, since May 21st. Wow. 
That's months. That is a long time. It's a very, very, very long time ago, May 21st. That's almost three entire months ago. He did that 12 times in less than 50 games before that. That's a pretty good pace. Right? Like, that's, yeah. an, that's a torrid pace. That's an MVP pace. So, and now we've seen him kind of move to left field to see after taking a couple of days off of his quadriceps thing. So maybe Brandon Moore is dealing something. Maybe him moving to a corner spot has saved his legs a little bit because it does look like he's now rediscovering the power that was kind of bringing him up to a different echelon as a player early in the season. No, I was going to say, on Monday, it was very noticeable at the stadium. I think first, first at bat of the game, he roped the ball. And it was, yeah. oh, Pull, like turned on it, pulled the ball. I feel like when Brandon Nimmo is pulling the ball, he is at his best. I love that he has that opposite field power that we did see for the home run. But when he's pulling the ball down the line and like getting it up into the Coca-Cola corner sometimes, like that's when you're like, oh, he's locked in. It's, that's Demetrius Jerome's corner now. Yeah. <laughs> put, their, put the ball there two days in a row. The DJ corner. <laughs> DJ corner. Demetrius Jerome's corner. But yeah, so I think that there may, may have been something with Nimmo, but now it looks like he is getting out of it and now really finding that power good. Having three, 12 games with three hard-hit balls in 50 versus it's only crazy. two of them in like, 70, like 70-ish, like seventy that's that's a huge difference. But another big storyline from uh, Monday night was Francisco Lindor yep. having another fantastic game, continuing an amazing couple months of baseball since since beginning of June. Coincidentally, as Frisco Lindor told you, not related, when Amapola was born, he's just been Unrelated. completely torrid, on a crazy hot pace, one of the best players in baseball. John's self-proclaimed best shortstop in baseball. Number that's a, one. That's a John quote, Francisco Lindor, best shortstop in baseball. Two for three with a walk and a steal. Got him to 20 steals on the season. He's already got 22 home runs. First met to go 2020 since Carlos Beltran, 2008. And he's now up to 50 extra base hits on the season with a double on Monday. This is the franchise player. I mean, like... People had been giving him, I mean, even still to this day, give him way too hard of a time. Every day. For the kind of player that he is. I mean, you hop in the stadium and you, you hear different fans saying whatever they say, but they're wrong. They're incorrect. You're you're stupid if you think that. The numbers do not lie. No. Just because he doesn't hit 300, which again, not a batting average podcast, is it's an irrelevant stat, honestly. Truthfully, does not matter at all. And he does everything else that you'd want. He plays elite defense at shortstop. He's got power. He steals bases. He drives and runs. I think today he came with the bases loaded, and you said he's like 5 for 9 with like 15 RBIs or something this year. No, it's, for his whole Mets career with the bases loaded, he's hitting 480. Yeah, I mean, disgusting. So, like, the clutch factors there, we've seen him have big hits for this team. He had that huge Multiple game against— Multiple walk-offs. Yeah, the huge game against the Yankees. Like, he— Lives for these big moments, shows up in these big moments, plays well every single day. Literally doesn't miss games. Doesn't he, doesn't miss games. He missed the two weeks, like three-ish weeks with the hamstring strain in 2021. Otherwise, he's played, I think he's only missed two other games total yeah. since then, not including the day his daughter was born. He pinch hit, yeah. which is even more ridiculous. He also, got to the stadium and played. Yeah, right? Stole stole John's thunder after when his daughter was born as well. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't believe it. He's that good. And now, and now as of Monday. For the whole season of baseball, even with the two poor months he did have, Francisco Lindor was 10th in all of baseball in Fangraph's war. As, as of Monday, he was tied for the most home runs for any shortstop in baseball. Bobby Wood had that crazy inside-the-park home run on Tuesday, jumped ahead of Lindor by one. The best war, WRC+, and the most RBIs and runs scored for any shortstop in the National League 142 WRC plus since June 1st. Disgusting. 40% better than league average in the top 15. He, at this point now, the pendulum has swung so much. He might be one of the most underrated players in baseball. And people still chastise about, like, yo, the contract, it's so long, it's so much money, oh my God. We see Trey Turner and Xander Bogarts <laughs> signed for much, much longer right now, and those contracts don't look nearly as bad as Lindor. Those guys signed into their 40s. Lindor's only under contract until he's 37, which probably still be an incredibly productive player up yeah. until the second that contract's over. And looked back at this one because there was a cool tweet by... Addison at Yankee WRLD. He's a Yankee camp, but he loves Francisco Lindor. And he kind of he always ball. Yeah, he has he has like a bit that he doesn't really understand that Mets fans don't like Francisco Lindor for some reason. Some of them. And the fact that there's like this growing idea that he's not the same player he was in Cleveland. 
He had a 119 WRC plus in Cleveland. He's now was a 119 WRC plus as a Met. Oh, wow. 26 home runs per 450 plate appearances in Cleveland. 26 home runs huh. per 450 plate appearances in New York. Almost like a false narrative. Yeah, so it's almost like it's not real. And I look back at this one, too, because it was interesting, because he's just been so productive and played so much since he signed that deal before 2021. Fifth most war in baseball since he signed that contract. The only players with more are Aaron Judge, Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Jose Ramirez, and then Francisco Lindor. Those sound like some of the best players in baseball. Those, those to me, sound like five of the best players in baseball. Huh, that's so, interesting. Since he signed the contract, he's been well worth it. He's playing up to it every single day. Every single day, he gets up in front of the media, says the right things, keeping this team on track, leading by example, being a leader. It's it, smiling every single second he possibly can. It's it's remarkable what he does every day. Well, even, I mean, we'll get to it in game two at one point, but he took a couple mound visits with Francisco Alvarez in game two. And, like, talk about that leadership. I don't know what he said to David Peterson. But he snapped him right back into it and immediately made an impact. Also could have been some translation. Yeah, that too. But like, Which is also great to have. Yeah, it's great. Being a leader, again, just like doing what he needs to do and also playing well every single day. Tell me my shortstop's going to have 30 with 100 and 20 stolen bases. Sign me up every single day. He has 20 stolen bases on August 15th. Yeah. He's going to have like 27, 28. Yeah. He could sneak his way at 30 if he really wants to get that 30-30 season. He's, yeah, he's, he's a really good baseball player. I'm really happy he's on our team. And he's just he just fills up that statute every single night in such a great way. Got and some then, power from some other guys too in this one. Daniel Vogel back with a little opposite field home run. Been swinging the bat a lot better when he swings it. Hits the ball hard. Puts yeah. it in play. Like, good stuff. Super sneaky 115 WRC plus since the mental health break. Really? Yes. Huh. Very sneaky. That is sneaky. And Very Jonathan sneaky. Arauz getting his first <laughs> home boy. run as a New York <laughs> Met. Oh, I hate that. What the yeah, heck? How John? long have you been waiting on that one, John? We're making that happen. We're making that a thing. <laughs> Who's we? That, that's actually. Were you there? Oh, you were here on uh, Tuesday night, mm -hmm. James. Did you notice that after his home run? Actually, now that you mention it, actually did. Yeah, it's becoming a thing. That's. I think that's the Arizona Coyotes howl they play after <laughs> goals, but we're gonna borrow it. Actually, we're gonna make it our own. <laughs> Sidebar. Did you try to get an obscure ranger on the carbon copy today? First of all, he's not obscure. He's their 2C. Who is Who? he? Vinny Trocek. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That is your boy. You love that you guy. Love Vinny Trocek's Trocek. not obscure. He's, he's got a pretty uh, nice cap hit. Yeah, so here's a PSA to all Mets fans. We're skipping ahead. Yeah. So at the end of the fifth inning, we do the carbon copy, which has become a fan favorite. Love it. Stay in your seats because you never know if you look like someone that we're about to put up. So, because here's the thing, the end of the fifth inning, Natural time for people to go get their cracker jacks, yeah. their beer if you're of age, Always. maybe a water bottle, visit the restrooms. And it's challenging because we have them lined up and then they yeah. leave. So the Vincent Trocheck lookalike, who was a dead ringer first, <laughs> it was Aaron Rodgers. Are you sure it wasn't him? I thought that. I said to myself, <laughs> I was like, yo, this actually might be Vincent Trocheck. Where was he sitting? And you know what? Holy cow. He's from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, I didn't wow. put that. I literally just put that together. Where, just where, now. where was he sitting, John? He was in the Ehole porch. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I'm not. Trocek, I'm probably sitting in some premium seats. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Or I'm locating it out in the Ehole. Best tequila out there, by the way. Best. Be the best. The best. James vouches. <laughs> I don't drink tequila. James does. The best. Yes. That did happen. Stay in your seats, guys. Come on, help us out here. My on Monday night, there was an Albert Einstein one that was out of control. It was so good. It was crazy. The guy who got carrot top on a Wednesday didn't seem thrilled. <laughs> if you have red hair, yeah, it's curly and it's, it's long. I don't know. Length, you're at risk of being carrot top. <laughs> oh, for sure. Dude, have you ever thought of like when celebrities are here doing it for them? Because I saw, I think De Niro was at the game Tuesday. Correct. Really. I'm pretty sure Robert they, De Niro they, was at they the fly, game. maybe I'm misspeaking. I'm pretty sure they, my friend who I was with said, oh my God, they just showed Robert De Niro on the screen. Oh, we did. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. For carbon copy. <laughs> was the friend the one I know? Yeah, it was okay. that friend. Yeah, yeah, I think well. she might have not realized what was going on. Yeah. All right, yeah. Might be a little confused. I'll bring that one up. Okay, yeah. I, I talked to Keith, the guy at um, the Hodges entrance, about that before. He was like, really? I didn't know, so I was wrong. <laughs> but all right, that, that's hysterical. Carbon copy. Makes sense. But um, yeah, back, back to baseball, I guess. Bullpen looked good on Monday as well. Sam Coonrod's Mets debut. Where were you? Stuff looked great. Stuff looked really good. Fastball was moving. He, I mean, the Mets are still one of the three teams who are waiting for the first 100-mile-an-hour pitch this year. I was really hoping Coonrod would come out with the velocity that could get us there. It's just the first shot. It's, it's the first not, shot. It's not impossible. Him, McGill, Kodai. We're in a three-headed race right now trying to get there. Kodai hasn't gotten it. No, he hasn't. Ooh. He's, he's gone 299 a handful of times. Okay. He hasn't cr- crossed. It's a pure, I'm looking for a pure 100. Yeah, pure 100. This is 100. not 99.6. I agree. This is 100.0. Yeah, when you're when you're talking about the century mark, you got to yes. get it. Yes, and we're getting there. We're going we're gonna to get one. I know we're going to get one this year. We can't go the whole season without one. He looked good. Also, the Tyson Miller, like he kind of looked good too. Yeah, he like he's. I didn't realize he had like a little bit of funky arm action. Yeah, he's got the, he got, he the he's got the weird stuff. Yeah, the three quarter sidearm ish. I mean, he always has. And yeah, the fastball was popping. The slider was moving. And those two, Trevor God, uh, Tre- Trevor Big Daddy or Phil Big Daddy. Yeah. I've mixed up their names. And Adam Olivino, six scoreless innings out of the pen. It's a great job. Yeah, really good job from the Mets bullpen. Yep. Game two, Edwin Diaz bobblehead night. You were yeah. there. I was. It was um. It was it was a fun night at the ballpark. A lot of people were here ready for the Edwin bobbleheads. I got off the seven train, got here early about four forty five, and the line to get into the stadium was lined up all the way up the stairs. I mean, it was good. It was great looking. It was really cool bobbleheads. Mets have great bobbleheads. They have. They've been lights out. And uh, I hung out on the field for a little while. I got to say hi to my boy Bednar. Came over, gave me a nice dap. I think some of the, the writers might have been a little jealous, but he uh, he's wearing a hilarious shirt. It just said Gritzberg on it. And Bednar has become like a bit of a cult hero for the Pittsburgh Pirates because he's a Pittsburgh local. Born and bred. Born and bred, Pittsburgh. Loves the Pirates. Loves Central Pennsylvania. It's a so sentence. He, yeah, I mean, he, and he's just, he is just like he is he is the Midwest, like personified. Like he's the man, just like super pleasant wife. They're just wonderful people and loves light beer. Pittsburgh brews their own beer, no free ads, but it's called Icy Light. And they had did in a special edition kit cut cases with his face on the can. It's a, it's a foul beer. It's well, you can say whatever you want. If, I think if it's the kind of beer you were drinking your whole life, you'd probably like it. Oh, of but, course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean it's no it's no mountains, but it's no. No, but so he 
has that shirt and he made these Gritsburg shirts. He said he gave him the whole bullpen. It's just like an overview of the Pirate Stadium and it just has a star in the bullpen. That's cool. And it's Gritsburg. Yeah, and he said he got it from the same guy who made AJ Burnetto shirts years ago. Oh, okay. Where it was like, sit the F down. Yeah. Remember those? Yeah, yeah I do remember that. Yeah, so really cool that he's like, because it's kind of hard to see someone who like, isn't like an everyday player like take a leadership role very hard. very cool to see him as a guy who was taken i think in the 28th round become one of the best closers in all of baseball probably the best closer in national league while edwin diaz is on the shelf take a leadership josh role. hater but yeah josh hater i guess i'm yeah i'm taking bed right, take bednar i'm taking take bednar. Bednar. you can That's have some guy. guys yeah right and just cool to see him develop that leadership role and like have a real have a real like standing in that clubhouse but after that i went back to walk upstairs i was in the hodges entrance oh, Ed, yeah. edwin diaz was just there he was just there taking pictures with every single fan walking in. It was really cool. People were losing it. Of and course. Two, star. two funny stories. One is that this dad came in with a, with a family, three, three little boys, okay. probably all under the age of seven years old. And when you have three boys under the age of seven, you're just looking around like kind of trying to get everyone together, you know? It's like uh, herding cattle. This family literally walked right past Edwin Diaz, who was looking right at them. There was like almost no one else down there. And he was just kept looking down. So we missed Edwin. No. And Edwin's like, he's tall, but he's not imposing. Like, you wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, that's Edwin Diaz. Yeah. He's a little wiry. <laughs> and then one of the security guards was like, hey, do you want to take a picture with Edwin Diaz? The guy was like, where? And he pointed behind him. He was like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was like, wow. And he, like, grabbed him. He was like, Edwin, nice to see you. And the kids were really excited by that as well. And then I'm looking over there. I'm just, like, gawking at Edwin. It's like, wow, I miss Edwin Diaz. And I get, like, a tap on my arm. And shout out Jasmine. She's like, hey, I love the podcast. Can we take a picture? I was like... That's Edwin Diaz right there. Why don't you take a picture with me? And she also shouted out Brandon Nimmo. Said after that game, that crazy rain delay game a few weeks ago, she stayed till the end. And Brandon Nimmo talked to her and signed a baseball late at night after the game. I mean, he's a good guy. Really good guy. Yeah, he's really good, good guy. guy. We've, we, we, yeah, if there was anybody, it would be Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, right? Shout out Jasmine. Also, shout out Bella. She's a big fan of the podcast. Met her, long time like, listener. Yeah, long time listener. Met her three years in a row now. Good luck at college. Have fun. But <laughs> What college? Where's she going? Marist. Oh, my cousins. Yeah. My cousins went to Marist. Not Jersey. Not Jersey. Not Jersey. Upstate New York. I think it's Poughkeepsie. It's Poughkeepsie. Yeah, my cousins went to Marist. Not Jersey. Ryder. Marist? South Jersey. No. Rowan also Jersey. Mm. Those are ours. And Marist right. is now. Fairfield, Connecticut. There hey, we go. Well, All John's right. not going to miss Connecticut. Yeah, Lachlan, Rumble Ponies, Fairfield Boy. Look him up. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. And now let's hit a game. Um, I mean, David Peterson started it, and it was a lot of, Mark talked about before, a lot of like trials and tribulations, like a classic yeah. David Peterson start. 16, I think it was 16, 11, 12. So a lot of swings and misses, but also the six walks and the five strikeouts. But yeah. Slider, Slider looked good again. He, like, it's very clear when he's not right, like, what's going on, what yeah, the problem is. Yeah, you can, like, see it in his eyes. You can see it, you can see it in his mechanics. It's, like, a very, I don't want to say it's a simple fix because, like, nothing's ever simple, but it's, like, such a fixable mistake with quotation marks that's happening where his arm is just lagging behind. And you can see it. He knows it's happening. Like, everybody yeah. knows. Gets a little herky-jerky. Yeah, what's going on? I mean, he's, like, what, 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, or however he's tall he is? Big guy. He's a freaking tree. And... For that arm to be able, like Keith Hernandez was explaining it really well, he's like, when you want you know, to release the ball out in front of your face, essentially, especially for a guy like David Peterson, when you're lagging it behind, it's now releasing closer to your head, and that allows the ball to kind of tail out a little bit to the arm side, which you saw with the fastball, with the changeup. The slider and the curveball were not as tight on those times when this was happening. So if he could just clean up those mechanics, which, again, easier said than done. It's not something that's very easy, but with work and time, he's going to be able to figure it out, and that's when you can see the potential that we saw out of him early last year and you know into most the later of last this year yeah and it's, it's still there he still misses bats the slider still looks good but it's just it's a little hard to get to sometimes but the story of this game because this wasn't a great game for the Mets in general but all you out there Jose Budo Jose Budo he, he came back after months back in the minor leagues after not a good stint in the major leagues and that was April May April yeah, rough couple starts yeah 
I don't know. I don't know what they're feeding those boys down there in Syracuse. But he came back throwing darts. Yeah, complete gas. Chicken That's, and rice. Chicken, a lot of chicken, chicken, rice push-ups. Randy's Rosarina method, but and the James Shannon method. But <laughs> oh my God, was was Jose Booth throwing gas? He was throwing heat. I mean, like the from the first pitch was what ninety-seven. I think first one was ninety-seven. And I think everybody at the same time. Went, Whoa, huh? Who's that? Ninety-seven. Jose Budo? Because like, also, it's been years, especially us on this podcast, and Met fans in general have been like, wow, if you could just like tighten up this guy, tell him to just gas it up for a little bit shorter, because that fastball does have good life, and that changeup is pretty good, but like if you could just really get that fastball up there, and the fastball was throwing harder, average 95, up to 97, had amazing life. Also, debuted a new slider, a gyro slider. Gyro slider is a pitch that it has the slider spin, but instead of moving horizontally, it just it kind of rolls over itself and drops. So it's a, it's a kind of a variation of a slider. Had that going. It got four whiffs on that. Changeup still looked really good. Yep. So you put all that together for 50 pitches and like a two, three inning roll, like we've been saying. Like we've been saying. That's yeah. suddenly a weapon with three plus pitches. Super, super valuable. I know it's like no one wants to hear about like the exciting two or three inning guy because everyone's like, I want my ace. I want my starter. But not everybody is built to be an ace or no. a five, six inning For starter. Sure. A guy like Jose Budo, there's clearly, clearly some value here with him in this shorter or I should say long-term relief role, short-term starter thing, whatever you want to call it. And, and it can be super, super useful. And maybe that's still the path to being built up. Like maybe that is still in Jose yeah. Buda's future, but maybe it's just about building confidence and like finding out arm strength and like finding your lef- levels of effort and intensity that keep keep you at that spot. 50 becomes 60, becomes yeah. 70, becomes like, 80. That's how a lot of these pitchers are built up in other organizations. I'm trying to think of some guys right now, but I'm just drawing a blank. It's been a long couple of days. But Buda looked great. And like to see the life on that fastball and to see how much that elevated the rest of his repertoire and to see a new slider really gives me a lot of confidence of what he could be. And again, when I'm saying not with could be is like he's gonna he's gonna win a Cy Young award. I'm saying yeah. what he could be like this could be a really useful piece that we still have in this organization. 100. And he was optioned after or before the game in Game Three, but we know that's just because he's throwing a lot of pitches. The heck, John. John's making all these noises over there. An unprofe- <laughs> unprofessional podcaster. But yeah, he got optioned because he just threw too many pitches and he's yeah. probably out of commission for a few days. And he has so. options. It makes sense. Yeah. So you just. Shifting guys around, Dennis, Dennis Santana came yeah. back up. Hopefully he's back. He did start that. We became a nightmare, seventh inning. God, really was just escalated by like a Tim Castro, like kind of short hop in center field. Where I was like, all right. And a lot of moans and groans from the stands. But Drew Smith cleaned it up. You see, yeah. you see, you see Drew Smith throw a clean inning like he does on Tuesday. You're like, Gets me excited. Where is that guy all the time? Yeah. You're like, God, there's so much still there. And then uh, a lot of Mets fans were, were pretty upset because then Colin Holderman came in and made Francisco Lindor P. Alonso look not so great. Yeah. And, like I said before, he, he got 200 miles an hour. The Mets still have not done that this year, <laughs> so that was disappointing for the for the holder for the anti for the pro Holderman crowd. Good, that's enough of the game too. Get Kill that it. out of there. Get Kill that it. out of there. Jose here. Budo game. Jose, Jose Budo redemption. <laughs> yeah. Dark. Game yeah. three. Game three. This was a fun one. The boys were obviously in attendance. Got to try out some new food today. Yes. We we got some new food t- yeah. tasting in. I tried out the wings. Uh, Sunny's All American Barbecue. What's it called? Yeah. I don't know the official name, but it's over by Sweet Chick. They had some wings over there that were a little strange before flavor-wise. I wasn't a fan, but they got some new ones in now that got this like barbecue chip rub. Yeah. It's a lot better. It's fa- It was really good. I-, I suggest it if you're at the ballpark and you want some wings. It's a good taste. Yeah, I, I think I I think I broke the game today with my with my food selection. You did. So the guy was even like, yeah, yeah, Whoa. the guy. Yeah. So something really cool that City Field put in this year, kind of like add some New York lore was the sneaky. Cho- yeah, sneaky. No one really knows about it. It's still kind of underrated. The chopped cheese, and it's out there in the left field corner. Chopped cheese is a great piece of New York lore. John, do you know what the chopped cheese is? I know what a chopped cheese is. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, but I'd never eat that. Why? Why not? I don't, I don't like cheese, guys. You know oh, that. yeah, you hate cheese. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can so do it. I mean, amazing, it is in the Amazing Deli, which is an awesome set. Yes. Yeah, it's really and, cool. Uh, Timon, where are you from? 
Where am I from? Grow up. I grew up in New Jersey. Yeah. So why are you trying to minimize me? No, no, <laughs> no. I'm a Jersey guy. To be fair. No, no, we're not minimizing oh, you. I've been to a bodega before. You grew <laughs> just, up in Jersey. First off, South Jersey. For yeah, you. this South Jersey South is very Jersey different. You. you grew up at the... <laughs> Little Animal. Little Animal, John. It's not a parkway away from me. No, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. And also, I, my family's also very New York. I was born in New York. My dad is from Forest Hills. Cool. Is no, really, really cool, my John. My mom is from Plainview. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, but you, you you really love Jersey, right. though. So that's why I was just asking you, because I feel like the chopped cheese is a very New York thing. So someone like you who like screams out exit exit names, I don't think you would know about with the chopped cheese. I'm adapting. It's fine. He is coming He's on. He's learning. But... As you guys know, I can't eat gluten, so I can't eat the bread. So I've never gotten to enjoy the chopped cheese. So kind of had an idea. Mark's talking about Sweet Chick before. Sweet Chick has the best fries in the ballpark. Easily. The waffle fries of Sweet Chick are unbelievably good. Sweet Chick is great, but that's the only thing I can eat there because, again, the gluten. So I got the Sweet Chick fries. I walked over to the chopped cheese guys. I was like, hey, I don't want the bread. Can you put the chopped cheese on top of these waffle fries? And the guy was like, yeah. He's like, it's a good idea. And he's like, you still have to pay for it. You're like, I was like, yeah, of course I have to pay for it. I don't ask you for free food. I mean, I guess if you're gonna give me free food. I'll take free food, but I can't get free food. Oh, back back in the day, man, the Aaron Senior Bros. I used to be really good friends with the woman who served those up at uh, like up four oh six. Oh yeah. How'd you make that relationship with the woman that worked at Aaron Senior Bros? I just go up there and talk, oh, hang dude. out, get Aaron Senior Bros. And after the games, when they were they always the leftover uh, rice balls, I'd be like, I get a couple. She'd be like, oh for sure. If there's anything you learned about James, yeah, he'll make a relationship for some some food. Oh yeah, shout out Nancy. Yeah, Nancy the Brillo Balls. She's a gem. She's <laughs> one of my favorite people in the stadium, notwithstanding the people in the room right now. But what a gem. But put the chopped cheese on top of the fries. Change the game. Yeah. Oh no, my god. I mean, if I could, if money eat is it, in there. A little ketchup. I was like, this is incredible. If I could eat it, I would. Yeah, it was I would. really, I mean, really like, good. Shake could, my hand. Yeah, shake right? my hand. Well done. You could do it without the cheese. But then it's just like. I mean, I guess it's still good. It's like good. It's like chopped meat and onions on I, fries. I didn't see how they make it. Is it just like they they throw the cheese on in front of you? Yeah, yeah, some cheese like at the end of the line. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, so you probably could do okay. it. There might be a little cheese mixed in, but I would ask. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll figure it yeah, out. We'll but, learn, but... Yeah, fun day at the ballpark. Lots of fun. And yeah. it makes it even more fun when Demetrius Jerome, our king, goes off. Two home runs after a big home run in game two. We absolutely crushed that ball in game two. Two against, home uh, runs in the Coca-Cola corner within three at-bats. Yeah. I mean, he's been smoking the ball. He had three balls hit over 100 miles per hour, three home runs in the series. I mean, he's just... Just playing really good baseball. It's a small sample size, but the strikeout rate's below 25%. The walk rate's over 10%. The barrel rate's near 10%. He's doing a lot. As a lefty bat who can play the outfield, he's like definitely definitely going to catch, if not the Mets, like some team's eyes in the near future. And the other one, like second home run as well, it was like the place was rocking for DJ. He almost also got one out. It was either in the seventh or eighth inning. It got right to the warning track, and he got a standing ovation coming back in. Yeah, I mean, he... It, that was from our section, like a lot of, a lot of la or, uh, claps, a lot of just people like, hey, good ball. Mm -hmm. Respect, good really ball. Really good ball. I mean, Mike Petriello, friend of the podcast, shout out Mike. He put out a tweet back in March, uh, March of 2021. Yes. Talking about a comparison that he was going to make between DJ Stewart and players he said would be insanely absurd. Those players being Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Ronald Acuna Jr., and Freddie Freeman. But and DJ Stewart... Explain the graph maybe a little bit. I think I'm pretty sure because I remember when this was happening because DJ Stewart was a really good college baseball player in Florida State yes. and he was a decently high draft pick. I want to say like second or third round. I'll get there. that. I'll First round pick. Thank you, John. First round pick. And that year in 2020, he had like this crazy like amalgamation of like fly ball rate, I think barrel rate and like walk rate yeah, or something like that. I think that was what it was. Yeah. Maybe something around there, yeah. So he really looked like he could have been like an ascending power hitter, especially for like a really underrated guy in like a really deep fantasy league. That was like my interest in him at first. Like in a 16-team dynasty league with 50-man rosters. I had DJ Stewart had a roster spot for like six months. <laughs> he did. I was like, I want to, let me see the power. Let me see the speed. Let me see what you can do. And he's a good athlete. And like he's 
it's not the craziest thing to see him put together a little couple of months here at baseball. And another cool thing that happened in this game, Tyler McGill, I think probably is one of his most impressive outings in a while. I've talked about what they're giving these guys down Syracuse because Tyler McGill has come back from Syracuse, been throwing absolute gas, complete heat, touched 98 miles an hour today for only the seventh time this year. Every single time that's happened except one has been in the month of August. <laughs> so since he came back from Syracuse. Yep. And I dug back deeper in this. 23 of the 27, 23 of Tyler McGill's 27 fastest pitches he's thrown this year have come in the month of August. Yeah, he's been throwing some heat. Feeding those boys in Syracuse. Getting, getting some heat back. Getting a lot of swings and misses today, too, right? 16. Yeah. A couple with the slider, too, and a lot with that fastball. Nine. Five strikeouts in five innings, I believe, for yeah. Tyler McGill. Also four walks. That's going to happen, but... Tyler McGill, we've talked to how about how much how important his fastball is a few times in the past. That is the pitch that leads his repertoire. When he had the arm issues last year, he lost a couple takes. His effectiveness really tanked. He needs that gas to be the pitcher that we saw him be a few years ago, and he could be quite good. And that gas really helped him today. Oh, 100%. Wednesday. Pete, big home run. That ball was crushed. Got I mean, out in like a second and a half. Instantly off the bat. We were sitting, sitting down and said, bye. Like, <laughs> that ball's gone. Passed Keith Hernandez for 10th all-time in Mets RBIs, and he hit it off. A pitcher named Hernandez. Yes, he Keith did. In the booth was like, just uh, rub some salt in the wound a little bit more. Why don't you, Pete? Yeah, right. And Mets win. Mets win. And also, big storyline today. John was in, a, I don't know, just in the position of power, I guess. Running got, the show. Yeah, got, got some video content from the boys up on the video board, our Immaculate Grid game. We'll be playing that a couple series rest of the year. Maybe try to have a new one for the Angels series. That yeah. could be a goal. Try to make a new one. I'm in the full kid. That'd be kind of funny. That but, would be funny. Yeah, it would be funny. But also, John, of uh, an, active, an active millennial, SpongeBob Day. Right, John? Uh, informal. Can't take all the credit. Definitely had a lot of contributions from a lot of people. But well, that's a good teammate right there. Yeah. But what Snaps for John. I, I'm happy you bring it up because Mark, I, I think I sent a meme or a gif in the in the group chat and Mark goes, Wait, you're a SpongeBob guy? It just it felt like something you would hate for no reason. <laughs> yeah, I kind of agree. Quite, quite the opposite indeed. I'm I'm gl- I'm so glad you don't. I'm glad. This is this is big. To quote SpongeBob, all I know is SpongeBob and breathing. Nice. <laughs> This is also kind of funny. I'm going to sidetrack a second. The Mets have changed their logo on ESPN. Huh, okay. Well, I think ESPN has changed the Mets logo. Yeah, no, but it used to be orange. Now it's blue and orange. I kind of like right. it. I like one. Good depth. Back to John's Back SpongeBob. to SpongeBob. I was going to ask you what your you guys' uh, maybe like top two or three favorite SpongeBob bits of all time is. Bubble Bowl. Oh, yeah, Bubble Bowl is a classic. Yeah, Je- a one. Jellyfish, uh, jellyfish, what's it called? Doodle, Doodle Bob Doodle, is I, Doodle electric. I watched Doodle Bob recently. Yeah. Doodle Bob is great. You know, Eloy Jimenez has a brother named Enoy, and Eloy Enoy. Yeah, it's got like a Doodle Bob. You could use that one, John. That's free. Jellyfish Jam. Jellyfish Jam is a classic. We played, we played, I don't know if you noticed, there's a noise meter. We played the song Jellyfish. It's a great meme. Yeah, that is Really good meme. I also like, um, the Krusty Krab pizza is the pizza. Well, I mean, you go back and watch all SpongeBob episodes, and they actually all are available on Amazon. Like, I've gone back and watched a lot of seasons of early SpongeBob. They still hit. Every single episode's a banger. Still hit. Like, I don't know if it's because we've been, like, indoctrinated by SpongeBob, watching it ridiculously when we were growing up, but it's so funny. I think I remember my parents, like, explaining to me as I got older, because I asked them, like, you guys used to watch SpongeBob with me. Why? And they were like, because there was, like, for sure adult jokes snuck inside of, like, kids' comedy. You know what's funny? My parents hated it. Really? They hated it when my sister and I watched it. My mm. sister and I had, like, a choreographed dance, like, the opening credits. <laughs> <laughs> like we Can went. You stand up. Can I see a few? Uh, I, d- I don't remember at all, but I remember we used to like to go crazy like doing it. I love Julia. I'll, I'll ask Julia to send. Yeah, yeah, John, yeah, John, <laughs> yeah, John ask Julia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how's Sophia? Sophia, what about her? She's she was wearing her Mets onesie today. Yeah, she time. was. Yeah, you and her have the same haircut right now. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so she she molded hers after me. How about the uh, the episode where they were doing? Actually, I think this was the bubble bowl, but the best line ever when Patrick asks the best question. 
mayonnaise an instrument. That's that is a great line, but that's such a corny best line ever. I don't know, but it is. It is yeah. up there. It's oh my god. That and it's like uh what's funnier? It's like twenty four. What does he say? It's like two <laughs> Tw- different numbers. Twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else is really funny? When Mr. Krabs loses SpongeBob in a poker game with Plankton. Yeah. And they do that crazy duet <laughs> where they're singing to each other from across the street from the two restaurants. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> This home this is not a home. Now to stay, to stay on SpongeBob music, <laughs> have you guys, I don't know how active you guys are on the TikToks. Not so much. But uh, there's like these SpongeBob raps that are going around TikTok. I saw I saw one, the SpongeBob Rasta. Kind of incredible. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of insane. I'm sure TikTok's listening right now. So yeah. the first time I open it up, they're awesome. Right I'm going to send you a couple. Yeah, John is a big TikTok guy despite his, his ripe old age. <laughs> yeah. I always forget that. He's getting with the times. He is he's, getting with the times. How do you do, fellow kids? He's a New Yorker now. <laughs> but I love SpongeBob. I'm going to watch some SpongeBob later. God, what a it's good transcended show. generations. Oh, it really 100%. has. Like, there were kids in the park who, every time there was a reference where, you know, did a little uh, intro song, which I, I, I definitely need to see this dance. Um, <laughs> smiles, like, the kids know it 20 oh, years yeah. later. It's yeah. Not like PTI. PTI has lasted 25 years. Mike Wilbon and Tony Kornheiser. And Spongebob the has lasted 25 years. Those two things have just shepherded through my adolescence into adulthood. And Sneaky American Idol. And Sneaky what? Sneaky American Idol has lasted 20 years. American Idol too. Yeah. No, really not weird. nearly as good. Not Under nearly as good. Changes. Not nearly as good. But shout out to my sister. She still watches every episode of American Does Idol. Did she really? It's insane. That is insane. Psychotic behavior. I was a big Ruben Stutter guy back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Also, like, it's also funny about SpongeBob because you get old, you really start to identify with Squidward. Yes. You're like, wow, these two neighbors must have been so annoying. I'm, I'm having a battle with my neighbors right now. All, all I want to do is tan and play my clarinet. And I hear this kid screaming. My upstairs neighbors have been quite active. And early in the morning, I took tennis ball, started throwing against the roof today, <laughs> up against my ceiling. If they can make noise, I can make it back. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm scrolling best SpongeBob quotes right now. Some of these are so funny. Goodbye, everyone. I'll remember you all in therapy. Plankton. That's, that's electric. Wait, is that not? I think it's Squidward. I got planked on here. I don't know. If, if you want to go past sarahscoop.com or Sarah's Coop. You think that's Sarah's Coop or Sarah's Coop? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. These <laughs> are great quotes. Uh, I love SpongeBob. On, but, give us some others. Uh, give us two more. Give us two more. I'm ugly and I'm proud. Oh, yeah. Classic. What a banger. What a great episode that is. Oh, yeah. I just saw a good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> my name is not Rick. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> I remember. A chocolate. I remember when they first invented it. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's a future. You used that meme the other day on Twitter, John. Future. Oh, God. Holographic meatloaf, my favorite. <laughs> God, I love SpongeBob. All right. Let's get it. What else do we Estimate, John. Estimate. What's next estimate? Oh, wow. Well, there were 32 total runs scored in this series. Bang. Between the Mets and the Pirates. Mets Bang. 19. Pirates scored 12. Five in a row. Scored seven or more runs in three of their last four games. I saw that on putties, the board today. Putting up tutties. So Mets offense is good. has a one game lead as we are almost, we're almost at September. Yeah. Where has the time gone? <laughs> feels like yesterday Mark was wearing that tux. does feel like yesterday. It really does. That makes it, that makes it kind of sad, John. <laughs> what? Season's been, it's been a long, hard season. I don't want to think about March right now. It's flying. It is, I know, it's sad. It's flying, but um, so yeah, Mets are going to uh, the Midwest now, the Gateway City, St. Louis. What a... The old arch. Yeah. Probably my least favorite... Other than the Yankees team in baseball, uh, third, ah, they're my, Braves, they're Phillies. my, they're my, they're my least favorite team that is in near an ocean. Yeah, 
If I can, Definitely. I count Atlanta's near an ocean. No, for sure. You could drive to the ocean. Yeah, Georgia but touches an ocean. You're there. Yeah, their state doesn't touch the ocean. Yeah, no, their state, Missouri touches no ocean. What a pitiful state. <laughs> the Beefibs, they eat strange pizza. I think they're yeah, they, they cut their bagels in a despicable way. Yeah, I think they have a decent Italian section though. Do they? Yeah, allegedly. I've never been there. Allegedly, I've heard. I've never been, so I guess I can't really say too much bad about it. No, I, I mean loyal fans. Although the whole Beefibs thing is a little oh. bit. You know, you know the Beefibs thing. No what. B-fib? Oh, yeah. The, the Cardinal fans refer to themselves as B-fibs. Oh, best fans in baseball. Best fans yeah. in baseball. Yeah. God. I made an acronym for it. Yeah, close. just say best fans in baseball. Can't stand them. Um, <laughs> think, they're, think they're closer to God. <laughs> uh, and I, I do hear it is like the muggiest place in America in the summer. It's really bad. So Missouri summer's bad. We're going to go a different way because I was accused of mailing it in the last few times. Whatever that's about. <laughs> Average humidity percentage in the series. No, but close. What? The highest game time temperature... We can't. All four and we no. We series. can't. Do we can't look. Look. Can't, no. look. Nope. can't look. Can't look. Can't look. You can't look. No. All right. Just <laughs> just rip it. Just guesses. How hot? Wow. This could be such At a horrible pitch, guess. Okay. Here. So I'll give you this because this is gonna be important for this game times of the series, which is this is where it's jumping around so much because St. Louis is an hour behind us. Seven fifteen, eight fifteen, seven fifteen, two fifteen. Remember that two fifteen is gonna be a hot day. It's gonna be hot. And it's a sun, or that'll be Sunday. Well, so is, it, is the temperature on Sunday different than temperature other days? Yeah. Okay. Hot Sunday. <laughs> Hot Sunday. Um, wow. I got mine. This is a challenging one. I'm looking right now. I got I mine. I really don't feel great, but I got I it. I got mine. Okay. Ready? You guys yeah. Got it? Yep. All right. For the listeners, say it out loud, please. Three, two, one. 99. 91. Whoa. 99. 99. Where are we going? To the tropics? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how hot, it's, I don't know how hot it is. Ugh. What if, well, if there's a heat wave. So, James, I got 91, Mark for 99. And uh, now, John, can you check the weather and tell us what it's going to be? I actually, you. I almost don't even want to know. No, let's, let's find right. out right now Thursday, <laughs> who's going to win. What it, what it thinks it's going to be on Sunday. Thursday. Oh, check Sunday. Of 88. Just, just uh, check Sunday. That's not great for me. Yeah, just Friday, give me Sunday. a high of 84. That's not great. <laughs> Saturday, a high of 88. What's going on? And Sunday, a high of 94. Oh, 94. 94, in you're in play. You're in wow. play. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, well, but, but it's, that, it's that first pitch. Temperature first pitch. At first pitch. That's correct. Right. That might. That's not really the heat of the day yet. Two o'clock could be the apex of the sun. That's gonna be one o'clock local. Oh, it's not the apex. The apex sun is about like three or four. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Whatever. I'm a big Nelly guy. Nelly was great back in the day. Nelly was. Nelly was, Nelly was awesome. Country grammar. Yeah, maybe Love. hot in here was because it's so dang hot in, uh, in St. Louis. Little uh, little bandaid under the eye. Good Never job, bad John. Bad look. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, no, good time. Talk about the music. Cardinals here. Yeah, it's time to talk about the Cardinals. Uh, we got pitching matchups for this series Thursday night, Fox game. Ooh, that's why weird start. Yeah, Jose Quintana versus Adam Wainwright. Okay, that's 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 gonna be it's gonna be a lot of curveballs. Total total pitches over. It is 90. A, it's kind of a homecoming for Quintana, and just another chance for the Mets to hit Wainwright as hard as possible before he finally hangs up those cleats and never never graces a baseball field again. As much as possible, score as many runs as possible to get that ERA as high as possible for less of a chance to make the Hall of Fame. Please anything to keep the guy out of the Hall of Fame, and then. <laughs> Friday evening, Kodai Sanga versus Zach Thompson. Saturday, Zach Thompson. Zach Thompson. Who the hell is he? He was a he was a decent prospect. They've really jerked him around going between the bullpen and the starting Spout rotation. Right the Cardinals. Yeah, it looks looks like the stuff is never really going to play. But the Cardinals also don't want stuff. The Cardinals want you to pitch the contact no stuff as much as possible. Saturday evening, Carlos Carrasco versus Miles Mikolas. So we're gonna. It's going to be a lot of soft toss in this series. Yeah, a, lot a lot of soft toss in this series. Then Sunday afternoon, Mark Beganford, 97 or above. David Peterson versus Dakota Hudson. I pulled up Dakota Hudson because I want to want to tell you guys Dakota Hudson's home road splits in his career. Will the temperature be hot, uh, hotter than any pitch thrown by a starting pitcher? Ooh, that would be a good one, John. Dakota Hudson is 
like a marvel for how different he pitches at home in Bush Stadium versus on the road. Dakota Hudson at home in his career, 36 games started, 20 and 5 record. Whoa. 20 and 5, 36 games started, 27 ERA. Whoa. 119 whip. Dakota Hudson on the road. Bad. 35 games started. 4-7 whip. Yeah, 4-7 whip. One, no, 4-7 four, uh, four, ERA. Okay. 155 whip. Yeah, I mean, bad. Yes. Not good. Really bad. So, so we're going to get Dakota Hudson home, though. We would have gotten that Zach Thompson spot was Steven Matz this series. Would have really loved So him. we would have gotten Steven Matz, which would have been really fun. Although he had been pitching well. Pitching great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah pitching but really happy, well. happy to not see him pitch. Not Happy to not see him. Not, happy to not have the opportunity to not hit Steven Matz. Yes. I only want to pitch Steven Matz if it was a guarantee we're going to crush him. Andre Pallante is going to pitch. I feel like that guy just gives up nukes. Yeah, he, Andre Pallante looks the per- like the bear. He's the perfect guy who is going to be not that good in the Cardinals. The second he gets into another ball club, like 30 <laughs> minutes with the Orioles, he'll be elite reliever. He's 24? Yes. Wow. And he's been here for a long time. He's been pitching forever. Yeah. When's Mason Wynn going to get called up? Uh, maybe, probably not that soon. Everyone, everyone wants a shot with the new rules for next year's Rookie of the Year, and yeah. you need less than 150 plate appearances to be eligible for to be a rookie the next season. So I think that's happening with Mason Wynn. The Cubs, we're going to talk about it all, Mets farmhand, Mets prospect, P. Crow Armstrong. They are kind of playing an in-between game with him. They just called him the AAA two weeks ago. He is crushing the baseball. Of course. He had a game this week where he had five battle balls over 90 miles an hour, four over 95, and three over 100, okay. including a home run, while playing um, while playing lights out center field. That's that's going to be one that's going to hurt for a long time probably. Let's Mets not talk fans. about him. Let's talk about the Cardinals. But I'm just saying, like they're, they're, <laughs> they're kind of in between a spot where like you have to be on the Major League roster by September 1st to yeah. be eligible for the playoffs, but you have to have less than 150 mm-hmm. plate appearances to get Rookie of the Year next year and get yourself next to draft pick. I see what pick. you're saying. So like last year, the Diamondbacks called up Corbin Carroll, got him like 100 plate appearances almost on the nose he got his taste of major league pitching and now he's crushing the baseball it's a kind of very similar thing we messed with francisco alvarez last yeah. year get get used to it then get ready to run so that's going to be an interesting thing with mason win and pico armstrong probably right now depending on where some depending on where yoshinobu yamamoto signs from japan the two front runners for rookie of the year yeah but mason wins a really exciting prospect cardinals for all the things they do poorly they can develop a hitter yeah I they mean, can the, really develop a hitter this team does mash yes they mash they can't pitch but they really mash they're they're very disappointing right now. They just have had a really bad season. Um, Lars Newbar, top of the order, has been blazing hot. He's looking like just one of the like most best uncovered gems in baseball. Jordan Walker is finally starting to heat up after a few months of kind yep. of being hot and cold. Tyler O'Neill came back from a long time on the injury list. He has stopped striking out and started walking. Cody Bellinger. Yeah, and he's so powerful anyway that just by hitting the ball, he will find power. He's really finding himself a little bit there. Nolan Gorman's been up and down, but hits a lot of the home runs. Wilson Contreras pulled up lame the other day, so we might miss him this series. Everybody in their starting lineup has an OPS plus above 100. Yeah, and uh, Nolan Arnala. Remember we had that cold start? Everyone yeah. thought he was bad? Since June 1st. 60% better than league average. Makes sense. He's a good yeah, baseball player. Really good baseball player. Best third baseman and of all time. Paul Goldschmidt, also awesome. It's actually crazy how bad this team is considering how insane that lineup is. Yes. Yeah, so we just listed all those guys. Starting, we just told you guys the pitchers pitching in a four-game series. Yeah, that's we're, it. we're missing Matthew Liebertor, who's not very good either. Hopefully we get to see a little bit of James Nail. Yeah. This, this series. I'd like to see him. And also, this bull, yeah, this bullpen leaves a lot to be desired. Mark Spore, Giovanni Gallegos. Cost cost me cost me some drinks last year in the playoffs for no reason, beating yeah. out Paul Seawald's strikeout rate. Jojo Romero's been closing some games for them. It's it's uh it's a lot of lineup and not a lot of very winnable series. Very winnable series. And I'd and love to stomp on their throats. I hate the Cardinals. Love I really to. I really hate the Cardinals. And they came here and they score a lot of runs. And I'd want to go there and do that to them. Yeah. I think that's a perfect uh, way to put a little 
tie bow tie on the end of the episode here. Yeah. Right. Ready to wrap it up. Thank you guys so much for listening and watching this episode of the Mets Up Podcast. Remember to follow us on our social media at Mets Up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Subscribe to the New York Mets YouTube channel for the video version of our content. If you're listening to us, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Odyssey, drop us a rating, drop us a review, download, and subscribe. Follow James on Twitter at James underscore Shiana. And me, Giraffe Neck Mark with a C. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for watching. We'll catch you after the Cardinal Series. Peace out. Peace out. See you guys next time.